then they what, met that way. What was the most memorable moment of, of your childhood? Mm-hmm. All the way up to graduating high school. Dang, that's a that's a hard question. I don't really have one memorable moment. I don't really have one. There's a bunch. Well, what are they? What stood out to you? Stood out to me. Um, seeing my dad build the house by himself was memorable. Um, him like being there for us throughout our entire life when seeing like some of my other family members not have a dad. So that's like memorable throughout my entire childhood. Yeah. Just seeing the different things that we got. We're live. Another episode, Adversity Kings. Special guest today, Odell Miller, right? Yes, sir. Let's go, bro. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Long ass day, but <laughs> having fun, getting work done, getting things done. So I'm excited to have you on the podcast and just chat it up, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. What are you working on right now? Um, as far as what? Life. Life. Working on getting my doctorate, physical therapy. Yes. Um, working on building two businesses. Um, working on growing my mind. That's what I do. How? What is the difference between a doctorate and a PhD? So a doctorate. So there's a. So I'm getting my clinical doctorate. So that's like a medical doctor, chiropractor, um, and then a PhD is. You can get a PhD in almost anything. Um, you get a PhD in art. So it's not a. It's not like a clinical doctorate. If that makes sense. Which one's more sophisticated? Uh. I mean, both are really good. I don't want to put one over the Which other. Which one allows you to abbreviate? Doctor? Yes. You can, you can say doctor to both. Okay. You can. But as far as like a healthcare specialist, you are a clinical doctor. Which one's a clinical doctor? Um, so physical therapy, um, the like PH, an MD. The PhD is? No, or? not PhD. So it's a DR, then there's a PhD. So the DR is like a physician, a doctor of physical therapy, yeah. um, chiropractors, dentists, so, like, the people that do surgery, do they need a clinical doctorate or do they need a, a clinical doctorate, PhD? A clinical doctorate. Actually, what's fascinating, so, like, all my professors, they have, like, two or three doctorates, which is crazy. Okay. So, they have their clinical doctorate. And then, so, basically, PhD is, like, research. So, they're a clinical doctor. And then um, they did a lot more research and got another doctorate. So, they're, like triple doctors so they got phds because phd is research yeah but they have their clinical doctorate as well okay and then they got their phd oh so and that's like professors and stuff mostly yeah okay and so what you're working on is the clinical doctorate mm-hmm. and and that's not just research what not is just research. what is that so it doesn't tell research but um so basically as a physical therapist is like a movement specialist so um i help people um relieve their pain and get back from injuries without the use of surgery and um, um, pharmacology. So that's our goal. But, um, yeah. What made you want to get into that? Um, all my life, I've been into sports. Um, I've been into fitness. So I knew I wanted to do something, like, with the body. Um, and I've always been into working out. But <laughs> um, I don't want to just be a personal trainer. I wanted to take it to the next level. Then I love, like, the recovery aspect and the different things that I can do with my doctorate. So does a physical therapist have a chiropractor, like, I don't know, skill set? Um, so those two fields are very similar. Um, sometimes people in both, they'll, like, go against each other. I think everything in the medical field has a place. 
Um, but our what we do is kind of similar, but they do, they mainly just do things off, not just, they mainly do things based on the spine and alignment. Yeah. But we do that as well. Like we do manipulations as well. Yeah. Our techniques are different. Um, but in the aspect of like the healthcare field, we're like, you will see us in a hospital and stuff, but you wouldn't see them in a the hospital. So if you wouldn't see them in a hospital, why would you see a physical trainer or a physical therapist mm -hmm. in the hospital? And that's for recovery, right? Mm -hmm. So you got into physical therapy mm -hmm. because it was inspired from your sports background. Yep. Now, where were you born? I was born in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Which is only like two and a half hours away. And what moved you to Chicago? So, um, school, literally. School? <laughs> literally school, yeah. What school moved you to Chicago? The best in the nation, Midwestern University. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Is that where you study for your clinical doctorate? Yep, that's where I'm still at. I got a year left. So how many years have you put into school for college? Two, almost, oh, all together, seven so Seven. it does take like eight years. Yeah, it takes a while. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a significant a significant amount of school. But um, in between, so I did four years of undergrad, um, which I played football at Western Michigan University. Yes. Um, and I did five. And then I took a year off um, to pursue NFL dreams. Yes. Um, went to the Cleveland Browns and the Redskins. And then I started my doctorate. So, um, yeah, it's about seven now, so far. Now, before jumping into all that, what was growing mm -hmm. up for you like? Um. I was very, um, I had a good upbringing. So my dad is actually from Chicago. Um, he was born and raised here. He had a rough upbringing. And then he went to um, Battle Creek, Michigan, and then built an amazing life for himself. Um, ended up building our house for us. Um, he, like, came from nothing. Then my mom is from New York, um, similar thing um, for her. And then she ended up becoming a college professor um, and building an amazing life for themselves and then built a house. And then um, I grew up pretty well off, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, what did that? What What did your childhood look like, though? Like, you know, what was school like? Mm -hmm. Did you have siblings? What did mm -hmm. it What did it really look like? So it looked. Um, so, before high school, which is so we built our house when I was in like in fifth grade, but I stayed in an area called Battle Creek, which was um, it was a mixed. Actually, it was primarily. Um, black and then for high school I went to like a wealthy white community yeah. so like I got two different aspects yeah like in my childhood if that makes sense yeah um, which has benefited me to this day like it got me a lot of places um, but um, yes I have seven siblings six I think I make seven I don't know right off the top of my head but yeah. and, and your parents still together mm -hmm. and how they meet um, they met through my uncle my uncle is um, my mom's brother. Then my dad knew him when he went to Battle Creek. And then they well, met that way. What was the most memorable moment of, of your childhood? Mm. All the way up to graduating high school. <laughs> Dang, that's a, that's a hard question. I don't really have one memorable moment. I don't really have one. There's a bunch. Well, what, what are they? What stood out to you? Stood out to me. Um, seeing my dad build the house by himself was memorable. Um, him like being there for us 
throughout our entire life when seeing like some of my other family members not have a dad. So that's like memorable throughout my entire childhood. Yeah. Just seeing the different things that we got to do. That were I you knew. in sports in mm-hmm. growing up? So oh, yeah. did you did you guys ever do anything significant? Did you win anything? Like mm. anything stand out? You know, any any trips and memories and shit like that. Um. One of the biggest memories of my life is, I mean, I wasn't like a good one, but I got cut from a basketball team. Yeah. Um, in middle school, best thing that ever happened in my life. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you get cut for? I got cut um, from a basketball travel team. And it literally like created some type of fire in me that just isn't isn't out to this day. So yeah. like that, that was a big memory. So it's a negative, but it was like a, a huge positive. How was it adapting from being in more of... When you when you went from, you said you started out your school was mainly black and then you mm-hmm. went to more of like a mm-hmm. sophisticated or mm-hmm. uh, higher wealthy mm-hmm. white school. What was that like? Um, at first, at first it was different, um, but I adjusted really well just because of sports and stuff like that. So, um, I'm glad it happened because literally it it just changed my perspective on what was like possible. Yeah, like before going there, I never been on the lake going tubing and jet skiing and doing that type of stuff. Like, yeah. I didn't know about that. Um, so I went there and opened my eye to a, an entire different world. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then like all my life I like struggled. Um, cause even like when I was in the black community, they'll say like, I don't know where you're upbringing, but like you don't act black. Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. So it was like always a struggle there too. Yeah. yeah. But then obviously I was black in the white community as well. So I was, I've always been like, like a black black sheep. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But I I I can definitely relate to that. And then I think also as you started to graduate school, what made you decide on college? Made me decide on college. Um sports. It was never really even like a It was never an option to not go to college, if that makes sense. Not because of my parents, but it was never like in my mind not to go to college. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um my take on college. <laughs> um, so I knew I wanted to go on and do this. Yes. Um, so I had the decision to go do exercise science or business because I'm very entrepreneurial. Yes. Um, so I was like, I can always do business without a business degree. So I don't necessarily need to go learn business. Um, so I wanted to go get the exercise science degree. And then that allowed me to go play football as well. Then I was like, okay, NFL, or I would get my doctorate. So that was my thing. Yes. So what made you decide on – now? You- where, you went to undergrad first, mm-hmm. and where was that? Uh, Western Michigan University. And then where's your grad program? Uh, Midwestern University. Yeah, so it's two. Okay, so close. you played at Western Michigan University. Mm-hmm. So what what was that experience like? And there, or what what division are they? Division one. Um, we play at Illinois NIU. Um, like we play Wisconsin in the Cotton Bowl. Um, so yeah, we're we're Division one. What were some of your favorite memories playing ball? <laughs> Cotton Bowl for sure, like I said, that's like a top four bowl game um, in college football. So that was amazing. We went undefeated that season. Um, also, I started off as a walk-on. Yeah. So that story about my basketball in middle school, that's like really been my life story. Um, and it literally pushed me to do whatever I want. So I came on as a walk-on, and then I ended up earning a scholarship. So that was very significant. That was very significant. So you you did you play football in high school? Mm-hmm. And, but you didn't have offers no, for football. Yeah, because I didn't decide. So basically, I, I love basketball. So I played basketball all my life, and I was like, I want to go play basketball. But I was a big man, and at 6'4", 
<laughs> you need to be a point guard in the, in, uh, in the NBA. So yeah. I was like, senior year, last minute, I was like, maybe I should go play football. Yeah. And then I just sent my film to a couple of schools um, with the help of my coaches. And then they came to visit me at school and was like, hey, like everyone's already signed, but we can offer you as a walk-on. And then if you make an impact, you can earn a scholarship. And that's exactly what I did. So how quickly did you earn a scholarship? Um, it was, I was on scholarship three out of the five years. So complete, like they take care of everything? Everything. Crazy. Wow. wow. So basically you only had to pay for like two years. Mm-hmm. That ain't bad. It's not bad at all. So it's they like paid for that. Steal. Yeah, exactly. They paid for that. And then even through the two years, like, um, you get food, you get, it's just, it's crazy. You get a stipend. Like I know players can get paid now, but they're doing like stipends, which I don't know the difference, but yeah. Um, which is really cool. So did you have any like standout plays or statistics or anything that like what, what led to you, you know, being able to like make the, make the NFL essentially? Mm -hmm. Um, not really any standout plays or nothing. Just like I told you, like adverse, like I can just, I just feel like if I put my mind in something, I can do it. Although I didn't make it long in the NFL. Like I went to the two teams, tried out for them. Um, didn't make it long. I also switched positions. I had to put on like 30 pounds in like a couple months. So, um, that was very difficult. So my body what wasn't used to it. So I played tight end in college. And then, um, I think like it was split in half. I had like 13 teams who called me half wanted, um, O-line cause I was super athletic for my size and then half wanted tight end. And I just went with the person that had one more. Um, and that was O-line. So I transitioned and tried to learn an entire new position before the highest level. So that was very difficult. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was really cool though. Um, but, but like I was saying, like, you would see that as like a failure because I didn't make it long, but that was like the biggest success because like I told you, like I got cut from a high school basketball t or middle school basketball team. Yeah. I was a walk on. So like thinking about all of that, it's like, I'm here. And only like a couple of people made, like the statistics are crazy. Oh, absolutely. Crazy. Now, did you make the team? Mm -hmm. So which team, did you make both teams? Uh, No, I didn't. So I just, you I went just to the mini out. camp. Okay. Yeah, I went to mini camps. So they okay. just like flew me in. We had a mini camp um with Cleveland Browns and then um I went to mini camp with the Washington Redskins which is now the Washington football team or something like that yeah so you try out there mm -hmm. you, you're in the midst of the year off what do you do what, what's all going on in your mind at this point you know what I mean like or, what's all happening in your life um it was wild because like you can literally be called at any second from a team like that year off. So once you decide to not do it, you decide not to do it. So I was like, all right. And I have friends who are still in the NFL that get signed to a team for a week, and then they go off, get signed for two weeks, go off. Like I didn't want to, like I know I had more to my life than that. Yeah. Um, not saying that that's, a, that's not like a good thing to do, but I knew that I needed to move on from it. Like I, I was going to make it or not. Um, and then the XFL started. Um, I was actually going to go on a team for that. And I was like, ah, uh, I don't know if I want to chase this thing forever. Like, I know I have more to myself. So I applied to grad school actually that year, and then I got accepted. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go do this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you go and you do it. And what made you decide on doing your grad program at what? It's Midwestern. Midwestern. Yeah, right down the street. Um, They accepted me. <laughs> so it was just your first, first option? Yeah. And you just yeah. Literally, like, I just... The, the degree doesn't matter. So as you know, I'm super entrepreneurial. So like the degree, where I get it from, that doesn't matter. Um, grades, the person with a C in the class 
gets the same degree as a person with an A in the class. That's like my mentality for this. Yeah. And that's my mentality with the school too. Like I don't care where the school, like just give me an opportunity to come and get my doctorate and let me run and do the rest. So now are you on full scholarship also for? No, 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 no. You got to pay for it's, it all? Yeah, no, these expensive. So it's just like, it's just a post-grad program. So like there's only like um, physicians on campus, pharmacists, dentists, us, um, PAs, stuff like that. So it's all like healthcare. There's no like sports or anything like that. Wow. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it was intimidating walking on campus, especially I'm like one of the few African-Americans on campus. Yeah. I'm the only one in my program. Only one in my program. For real? I feel like there's a very <laughs> diversified like state. I feel like. I know. Right. But the higher, the higher I've seen as I get an education, yeah. The less and less black people I see. Yeah. Because it's only four less than it's like three point eight percent of um doctors of any um um profession are black. Damn. Crazy statistic. Yeah, that is. Three point eight. That is that's insane. Yeah. So what ins so what inspired you to want to be I guess kind of reverting back to like what inspired you to want to be like mm -hmm. what like a, a physical so did it did it start with the high school sports? That made um, you want to be a doctor and a physical Yeah, therapy? kind of. So I always wanted to do, like, at first, it's crazy. Like, even now things are changing. But, like, I want to do, like, personal training and do, like, a business. Then I was like, I'm trading my time for money. And I was like, let me see how I can do something different. Then I always wanted to be at the, I always wanted to be at the highest level of what I do. Yeah. Um, Call it cocky. Call it whatever you want. But, like, that's just me. If I do something, I go all in. Yeah. Um, So doing that, I was like, well, let me go and get my doctorate and go to the highest level. Um, and then now someone like I'm going to work with high level athletes. So Odell Miller versus Dr. Odell Miller, one in train, who are you going to pay more Dr. Odell Miller or Odell Miller? The doctor. Who are you going to listen to more Odell Miller, Dr. Odell Miller. Now, can't you just say, you know, before your name, just doctor, you know what I mean? You could, Is that some illegal? People, I don't know. I'd be doing that I feel like some sometimes. people you you could you can do what you want. <laughs> I I used to fuck around in my emails and just respond. I'd be like, "Thank you, Doctor Tristan." That's hilarious. And uh, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" No. <laughs> like eighteen, nineteen, selling insurance. Just I'm dead. Responding back, whatever I wanted. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Doctor Delabic. That's Here, hilarious. Ready to serve. So that's dope, though. Yeah. You know the credibility that comes with mm -hmm. with that. Uh, that title is is insane. So it is crazy. Now, what other businesses are you working on simultaneously? Then, so I have a business called um, Off the Bench. Um, so it's an app where I do one on one online personal training and nutrition coaching. It's an app. It's an app. So you made an app. I made. I have a couple apps. So this is so my first business. I started um, when I was transitioning to the NFL. Um, it's called Fly Rentals. Do you know like the scooters, Bird and Lime? Uh, kind of in yes. like big cities and stuff. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I went at the at our um, bowl game actually. So it was my senior year bowl game, and I saw these scooters on the street, and I was like, "What are these scooters doing? Like I've never seen them over here." And I was like, so I went up to it, downloaded the app, and I was like, "Wow, this would do really well on college campuses." So literally that night and the next few weeks, I started looking for manufacturers, and I was like, "I need to figure this thing out." So it took me a year to build, um, put it together, and then. I started that business in Kalamazoo, um, and then there's a ton of logistics behind it as far as, like, the city wanting to get in on contracts and wanting you to pay them a lot of money. And and then COVID hit, 
So I actually had a meeting with the mayor of the city that I wanted to put my first like fleet in. COVID hit the day of, like a couple hours before, and they canceled like school and all that. And he was like, I can't meet. Like we have other stuff going on. Um, and then that was like a shock. And then this business, OTB, um, off the bench, is doing really well. So I do one-on-one online workout and personal training. How are you making um, the apps? Do you easy. make them you yourself? Find, you know, heck no. You find someone to make them. For real? Yeah. How do you easy. find? I feel like I've Googled like app creator or something. Yeah. It's like, it's always like a dead end. So like, how do you find someone to make Man, them? I can help you find, I can help you find someone to make whatever app you want. For real? It's a commodity now. Like everyone wants to know how to code and stuff. So like, um, yeah. Damn. And it's like, it just gets published on the app store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have two apps on there right now. So the first one, Fly, I made for myself. Like I made, we made it from scratch. I came up with the ideas from scratch. Yeah. Which I would probably never, ever, ever do again um, unless I have some crazy idea because that's like a headache because I had to be the one to like. Now, do you have any fleets out there now? Uh, No, 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 no. Not yet. No, done. Like COVID hit. So I stopped last summer, I think. I was doing like leasing rentals. Yeah. Um, And trying that model out. But it was just, it wasn't cash flowing as much as. I knew something else that I could like. It's not cash flow on like OTB is. Yeah. OTB is like no overhead. I'm making money sitting here. Like. Yeah, I always thought that I, when I when I see kind of the the online coaches, I'm like, what what are their overhead expenses? Like, like none. Zero. I mean? So, you know, <laughs> if you if you got a, a hundred people paying fifty dollars a month, you mm-hmm. know, you're making five grand a month or yeah, whatever. Yeah, fifty dollars so, a month, even even more. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Way more. That's nuts. Crazy. That's nuts. And all you got to do is like mm-hmm. work out, look good. And exactly. Post and be consistent on social media. Yeah. And then that's when I put the doctor title on it. My prices now go from 300 a month to 600 a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then now you're working high level. It's just a big, big, big thing. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So uh, so what inspired you to make off the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Like I said, I've, like from the beginning, I've always been like <laughs> – in elementary middle school always like flexing the mirrors trying to like look good trying to like put on yeah. muscle um so i've always been into that and then i just kept like stimulating my mind just reading and just watching things like how can i like watching the trainers in my gym um no disrespect to anybody who does online or in-person training but you have a ceiling effect and you're burned out like you can what are you going to do okay you got eight clients a day for an hour okay now how do you double your income you can't see 16 hours a day. You got to do online coaching. Yeah, and you're, and you're burned out. And then the gyms are taking like 40% cuts. So I said, how can I like get through all that? And then I was like, it lines with my doctorate. And then I have like a plan. So it That's won't just insane. be that. Yeah. So, but the inspiration for the name and everything, where did that come from? Off the bench actually started off from, uh, I think, from football, like off the bench. And like I was going to do like a, it was actually going to be like a podcast. Um, when I was doing fly, so I like doc. I love documenting, so like, I vlog and stuff, and I just keep videos for myself, and I post some on YouTube as well. But um, I was documenting the scooters, um, and then I was like, oh, I should do like a little business podcast called Off the Bench. Like I'm off the, down yeah. with football, like Off the Bench. What am I doing now? Yeah. And then I just transitioned that name to this, and I love it. So, what's your favorite part of your Off the Bench business? Uh, my favorite part, honestly, is helping and impacting people like people struggle so it's crazy like some things that that you would think is so easy like for me working out is like a non-negotiable taking care of my body um is a non-negotiable but some people don't know where to start and know where to go 
So I'm like, I have all this knowledge and how to. So now being able to like help other people do that and with the knowledge that I'm getting from school with my doctor of physical therapy, it's like, dang, I actually can help a ton of people. What are some of the coolest things you've learned about the body? Very complex. <laughs> That's one of the coolest things. It's just very complex. Like just how everything works. Like I can't pinpoint one thing, but just how your brain communicates to the rest of your body is just, is just wild. What's the most important thing to do to build muscle? Most important thing to build muscle, I would say progressive overload. Which is? Which is um, you need to overload the muscle to grow. You Which, need to provide more resistance than what your muscle can handle. So you need to work out hard. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can do that by super high reps um, or you can do that by lower weight. Well, traditionally you do it by lower weight um, or higher weight, lower reps. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about diet? Have you studied that at all? Um, yes, but that's not like part of my doctor or anything. That's just no. like on my own. So I'm actually, I'll hire nutritionists and stuff. But right now I do all of my nutrition and I do basic like um, macro coaching. Yeah. So like the diet is very important. I hired a nutritionist a couple months ago. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely different. It's been phenomenal. I absolutely love it. Um, now, you know, back into the body and the things that you know, mm-hmm. I, I would say with the with what it is you've learned is there anything that stands out that you think people need to know for their overall health what is something people can take and implement and apply to their lives i think i think everyone needs to take their health more serious it blows my mind how like how people take care better care of their houses cars um than they do their body like one of my favorite things to say is like your body is the only place that you have to live in for the rest of your life. You can move cars, you can move houses, you can move towns, you can move cities, you can move countries, but you cannot leave your body. Yeah. So like, why are we taking better care of our pets than we are our own bodies? Yeah. So like, that's one of the takeaways, like take it serious because once your health is compromised, like you can no longer go do the things that you're like doing instead of taking, like you'd be surprised on how many people message me and say, Oh, I want help. And they're like, but I just don't have time. I'm like, Okay, what are you putting in place of that? Oh, I have to work. I have to go do this. Um, watch Netflix. I'm like, okay. As soon as your health becomes compromised, you can't do any of those things. And now you're in a real bad situation. You can't make money. Yeah. Everything's taken away from you. You don't go to work. Like, it's just important. And it doesn't have to be crazy. Like, I have different clients of different calibers. Like, I'm working with a guy who's um, working on getting back to the NBA. And I'm working with someone who's just 350 pounds, wanted to get under 300 pounds. So I have a wide caliber and they're programs are truly different and then i push a big lifestyle change like people think they like on instagram you see some videos of people doing like crazy stuff which is cool but some people think that that's what they need to do to lose weight that's not sustainable some clients never even hit a treadmill they just walk they just walk walk on the treadmill do a little resistance training they don't need to run i don't run at all yeah besides like agility and training because i still train like i'm an athlete because who knows what can happen in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say in regard to stretching? How important is stretching? Stretching is very, very important. So each of my clients, they get um, two stretch routines every week. Um, it's very important, especially for like as you get older too, because like, it's like a rubber band. When that rubber band dries up and then you try to stretch it, that's how stuff starts to break. So like you need that to mean to be elastic. So you can get in positions um, – and then especially for my athletes, like I told you, I'm working high-level athletes, super important for them, especially like in football and like different sports. Landing awkwardly, 
um, getting hit accurately, you being flexible and being able to like deform that way and come back is like everything. But if you do that, if your muscles are tight and you do like the wrong way, you're done. Yeah. So now are there any studies you've done or come across that show or prove that if you do something or eat something, it'll, it'll improve your overall health or things that people don't typically know? Um, I see a lot of stuff like that. Um, I haven't done any studies myself, no, but I see a lot of, everyone pushes their own like thing, which is okay. Like I don't believe in like fad diets. I don't give my clients fad diets. I believe in like lifestyle changes. So like, say you like eating chicken. All right, let's figure out a way to make chicken be in your lifestyle. All right. You like, you just, oh man, I love ice cream. All right. You can eat a halo top twice a week. It's about a lifestyle change. It's not about um, a fad diet. Because a lot of times people go on a diet for like two months and then what do they do? They put it all back on right when they're done. Yep. Because you got to teach them how to lifestyle. You got to teach them. And that's a big thing too about me is like education. Educating my clients. Like I can give them water all day, but why not show them where the water is so they can drink as long as they want. Now, who's been the most influential person in your entire life? Um, my dad, I would say. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How so? Just seeing him come from Chicago, like he grew up rough and to build the life that he did and like to stay in my life the way he did, to teach me the things that he, like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just crazy. Like even the entrepreneur stuff, um, he started, a, um, or he had a pizza shop called um, Fox Pizza and now he has a car shop. But like growing up, I would cut yards and stuff and he would like teach me the basic principles without me knowing. Like I would cut a yard, I would get like $30 elementary and he's like, oh, but you need to put $10 up for gas in the to pay for the uh, lawnmower. I'm like, why do I need to do that? You're paying for that. Like what? But it was like the basic principles that taught me that I'm just taking literally what he has and trying to take it to the next level with the education and stuff. Now, I see, you know, you also read a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite book? My favorite book? Oh, man, I'm reading How to Win Friends and Influence People right now, which is crazy that it's my first time reading it. But this book is like changing my life as I go on how to like yeah. talk to people and it's like it's slowly like I see you read a lot too which I yes. really love and then um also thank you for sending me those um quotes and stuff every day like yeah. I love that stuff I be, man I'll be trying to send them to a few yeah. people sometimes I, love I feel that. like I'm annoying because no send that every day please sometimes I read all day so like mm-hmm. I just be sending shit to people I'm like yeah they're probably annoyed <laughs> <laughs> no I love that man like I yeah anyway but like I said I love that we connected like it's just yes. you feel like an alien sometimes yes you do like you do so when I found out, I was like, I got to connect with him. Like, he probably feels the same way. That's how we felt when we were in the white schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, man. Literally. Sometimes like you feel like that, though, when you're in a black school and you're black or you're mixed. You know Bro. what I mean? Because I, I've, I've been told many times I don't act black. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I got a lot of different music I listen to, you know, from from rock to yep. just different, <laughs> different, different things where mm-hmm. many, many different, many different times. You know what I mean? Like, I don't act or I don't have a... a, a in my enunciation sometimes like the way i speak <laughs> it, you know uh so true i've always just kind of gone with the flow just get respect from from humans i, I think is it's racist for black people to say to other black people you you, you aren't ta- like if if a white person <laughs> said that then it would be like yo what the fuck you yeah know I mean? but like we we as like brothers and sisters you know what i mean in the black community it's like we we can't be checking people on like how yeah. they talk you know if yeah. if anything like you know, this one time I sold an individual in Tennessee, a doctor, a black doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was a he was a medical doctor, uh-huh. 
big, big, big house. And I'm walking up to this house thinking, all right, this some white dude's going to answer. <laughs> and uh, black dude answered, clean-looking black dude, sits mm-hmm. me down, everything like that, buys a crate, like, bought like a $600, $700 a month policy. Mm-hmm. And basically how you get paid in insurance is you, you get anywhere from like six to 12 times whatever you sell the person monthly. So I made like three, four grand in a half hour. Dang. And, you know, another half hour he spent just educating me because I saw this piece of art on his wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? It said Black Wall Street. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, well, it was actually one of the most wealthiest towns in America. Mm-hmm. And it was like bombarded and bombed by America. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's like these individuals were probably highly sophisticated and extremely wealthy and intelligent individuals where they're circulating their own funds in, in their own community. I think it was in Missouri this or is, um, Wisconsin or something. I, it was, it was, let, let me look it up real quick. But do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the name has slipped me. I know where it's at. I just see Black me. Wall Street. But I, I was, I was like, man, dude, like it's so. Tus- Tusla, that's yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, right? Oklahoma. That's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I couldn't. That name Tusla was- Race Massacre. So the Tusla Race Massacre took place on May 31st and June 1st, 1921, when mobs of white residents, some of whom had been deputized and given deputized and given weapons by city officials, attacked black residents and destroyed homes and businesses of the Greenwood District in Tulsa. So basically like internal terrorism in our yeah. in our own country. And I'm not trying to, you know, like rehash and shit like that but mm-hmm. you know because I'll, I'll go on a whole tangent and things uh-huh. like that but <laughs> for me the positive is is thinking back to ancestry and, and to people that because again being a young black dude usually the successful black people we look up to all got to be in the nfl and nba bro you know what i mean bro that's a, okay that's it's that's like what a ball player son yeah like, no we have brains you know what I mean? you know you know one of my huge missions is since I was on that side, like, um, it's crazy. When people see me, they don't think, like, you wouldn't think doctor of nothing. No. Nah. They're an athlete. Yeah. If they see me with a lot of money, oh, yeah, he's an athlete or something. Yep. So me being able to hit him with, like, oh, how you doing, Dr. Odell Miller, is going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> and then going back, like, I, I want to speak to kids and stuff I have done in the past and I still will. Um like showing them, like I've, it's cool to be able to say, like, oh yeah, I've been at this side of it. So they're like, oh yeah, you're so cool. Talk a little NFL with them. Then I'm like, then also this education to make education look cool yep. and the, to maintain. Like, I'm walking around campus with a mohawk full of like, like I said, professors with three doctorates and stuff. Yeah. Like you don't think that sticks out? And coming in, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to like start dressing and talking different and yep. like. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, no, this is this is what they need to see. Yes. And especially in my program, like. Um, I feel a little weight on my shoulders sometimes. You probably feel the same way sometimes when you're like yeah. you're in the room with like a lot of wealthy like white people. Yeah. You're like, oh, I have to act a certain way. Like this is and then you think that like you don't want to mess it up for other black people. Yeah. So like you're you're their only window into into the black community other than what they see on TV. Yeah, and it can get intimidating because mm-hmm. sometimes the aura in the room will just feel weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I kind of forget that like I'm a human also and yeah. I almost start to feel like Man, they're they're just thinking I'm some black kid, you know yeah. what I mean? Some little mixed kid, and I don't deserve to be in this room. And then you have like, to act like you have to try to make your, yeah. And it, mm-hmm. you know, you you check yourself real quick, and it's like, nah, yeah. that ain't how this is gonna work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't need to go out and and be egotistical, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like this is this is an equal playing field, you mm-hmm. know? So, it's it's that. it's cool to develop your mind and play around with different thoughts and and 
you know, figure out for yourself, just as an individual, as a human being, like what's going to be most profitable long-term for the interact interactions I'm going to have with these humans today, with these circumstances and Mm -hmm. situations and, and just navigating through life uh, and, and just kind of seeing things from different angles and different perspectives. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love being an enigma like to people, like even my classmates, like they're all cool and stuff, but I bet their view of like a black person that they see has changed based on me. Like they're like, Whoa, yeah. Like this, we can't figure this guy out. And I love that because like, we need to break the stereotype. Like I can't wait to be able to say, yeah, Dr. Odell Miller, but I'm dressed like I'm dressed urban. Yes. Like who cares? Yep. I love that. Absolutely, bro. I love that. So what about passions outside of everything you do? (laughs) Business is my passion. (laughs) Um, You don't have an escape. I got an um, escape. I like movies. Movies. Yep. What's your favorite movie? Well, you're looking at one right behind me, Scarface. Scarface. But uh, right now, number one for me is still King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Mm-hmm. But I got like a list of like 40. I see the uh, Wolf of Wall Street in your office, right? Yes, Wolf of Wall Street's mm-hmm. up there. One of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars collections. That's Those are some of my favorite movies. Significant, significant mm-hmm. movie lover. Yeah. So right now, um, honestly, working out is like my getaway. Like I love yes. being able to like, especially with like working from your phone and working online, like as you know, sometimes it's hard to separate life from business, especially when it's like so combined Yeah. as far as like my clients being on my phone or new leads coming in or um, calls or whatever you have it. Um, so at the gym, I love being able to set my phone down and go work out for an hour and just listen to music. Don't look at my phone. Don't look at um, study anything while well, I study on Olympico. But then also like my, it will change once I graduate. So like right now I'm in the grind phase of my like three years. Yeah. Cause I got to be in school eight hours and study. So yeah, I didn't watch any movies really my first two. Yeah. Cause you were in the grinding. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Yes. Yeah. So everybody has to, you're going to have to I think your first, you know, you're, you're really foundational years are five to seven years in my mm-hmm. opinion for, for any business, mm-hmm. but your first two are like the micro foundation. It's yeah. like you're digging up the dirt and, uh, kind of just analyzing the land in regard to where you're going to pour the concrete. And that's just yep. all an analogy for mm-hmm. your life. You yeah. know what I mean? Digging up the trash and the garbage and you're getting rid of all that stuff. And it, it takes an extreme amount of focus and it takes time and yeah. it takes sacrifice. And yep. you and know, when, when you study success, you find out success is uphill and it's uphill the whole way. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people quit. Yep. Um, <laughs> I get messages all the time. How are you doing all this on top of school? Like I can barely pass school without doing this. I have no other choice. I don't know. Like, like you said, what are your passions? Like the time that I can spend on my passions are the only time I can spend on my business. So I know my end goal, like this is going to be my entire life, but I know for what the goal that I have, um, which is to open up multiple physical therapy clinics, have a big online presence for OTB um, and whatever else comes. Yes. Um, But I know I need to grind. Like there's no other way. There's no other option. Yes. So what about favorite food? Favorite food. That's a good question. It's another one of my I guess passions. this is class. This is oh, I love I love pizza. Oh, I man. love chicken wings. Yeah. Oh man, Giordano's pizza here. Oh my goodness, Giordano's Giordano. pizza is fire. I've That's had, my. Ever since I've hired this nutritionist, I haven't been allowed to have it. <laughs> He's like, all right, you're fighting for a day, so I can get some of this. Yeah, he got me on this stupid shit. I'll be, <laughs> be mad as hell just sneaking peanut butter. Oh man, peanut butter. Ooh, I'm a big into peanut butter. I saw you eat peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. I'd be sneaking peanut butter. So <laughs> luckily, he don't listen to this. But uh. So that's awesome. Let me think here. We talked about your passions. 
we hit in the business. What about, do you have a referral program? Yeah, I was thinking uh, in regard to off the bench, just a quick way to, to mm-hmm. grow the bit. Do you have a referral program? So I was, I've actually been, so like the thing about being, like I have to be very selective on which like path I take. I want to do all this. But like I also just hired my first assistant because I had so much stuff on my shoulders, yeah. as you know, and we talked about. But um, I want to set up a referral program. Right now, I have a week off. So even during my week off, I'm like, shoot, I got to grind. So during my week off, I'm actually looking to um, – I've had people, like, DM me asking me for internships, like other PT students and stuff because um, it's different. And I'm like, how could I, like, not necessarily take on more clients myself but teach other people to use their following and brand them to take on clients? So if I can find, like, 20 trainers that are making whatever K, let's just say 30K a month and I'm taking whatever percent, why not? I can build up that way as well. I think you got to be careful with acquisition, though, of, mm-hmm. of other individuals mm-hmm. that may not match your brand. Your brand. Yeah, that's why. Your morals. Yeah, exactly. They represent you. Exactly. But it's just like hiring an employee. So, like, in a year, I want to open up my first off-the-bench clinic. You got to interview, yeah. Interview and, like, look at what they do. Like, I can look at your – it sounds bad, but for me, your social media is kind of like a resume. Like, I can tell what you're about yeah. based on your social media. Like absolutely based on what you post in your stories and if it doesn't align then but the thing is you got to be you can be quick to hire but then you got to be even quicker to fire like yeah i'm not afraid to fire someone like, even to bring it on myself like, if it doesn't work like i'll say bye like yeah. but there's no problem absolutely absolutely what else is on your mind what else do you want to um, talk about share about what else do you think we can hit on or share with the audience yeah um shoot I just want to pick your brain, man. Like I'm always, I'm always trying to learn, man. That's why I hit you up in the first place. I was like, yes. I just want to learn. Like I'm all ears. Like what? Um, let's see. I see you read a lot. Yeah. So like, what's the what significance of that? Would you say like what? I know I read too, but like you read a lot. So the exact question would be like, why do I read so much? Yeah. What's the, what? Yeah. So I think for me the the. One of the quotes that I love, and I, I believe it's Seneca, and I actually want to quote it directly. That way uh, everybody can get kind of the full value mm-hmm. of the quote. But it, it basically talks on the pursuit of excellence and uh, the way that they indirectly explain it. It's Socrates. And he says, no citizen has a right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. Now he's referencing physical training. My mind eliminates physical training and just kind of alternates there for just essentially life training just your your self as a being what a disgrace it is for a man to grow old without ever seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable so again he's referencing the body i myself and am encompassing this philosophy and this thought of how can i translate this into my entire existence is a pursuit of excellence and, and spending a majority of my time day to day in pursuing and honing in and sharpening and concentrating and putting my energies collectively and focused into becoming a better individual. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is through the eighth wonder of the world, which is compound interest. If I can just grow 10% every single month, every seven years, I'll double in my worth. So I made my first mill last year. Mm-hmm. If I just get 10% better every single month mm-hmm. and, and cumulatively 
annually, you figure in seven years, you know, I'll be 28, 29. I should shit the bed, make two. Mm-hmm. And then at 29, I'll go to 36, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'll make uh, what a four. And then that four goes to eight and that eight goes to sit and, and it just compound. It compounds. So I think for me, it's not, it's not a pursuit surface surface level minded of here's what it is that I desire from this world, but it's more of indirectly. Here's what it is I desire from myself so mm-hmm. that when I do turn in, I do clock out and I do leave this world. I would love to leave the world with a reflection of, I gave it all that I got. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that directly corresponds with your internal development. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I found anybody that's wealthy, mm-hmm. truly wealthy, where they have the financial freedom, the physical development, the mental development and mm-hmm. spiritual and emotional stability, it, it's, it's always been due to daily habits that <laughs> develop each of those areas. You know, and it's, I think, you know, some people are like, show me your circle and I'll show you your future, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's absolutely true. But, you know, more importantly, show me your habits, show me your daily habits and I will absolutely show you your future. You know, show me what you eat every day. I'll show you what you're going to look like. Yeah. Show me what your workouts, you know, are you working out every day? Mm -hmm. I'll show you what you're going to look like. You know what I mean? Show me what you're putting into your mind. You know, like if you're just watching family guy and. Why, like if you're just wasting opportunity and like if you're gonna I, I have nothing wrong with I like Family Guy actually so I'm like I'm just saying that <laughs> saying like I think a lot of people wait like they think movies and like just just different things and creativity is just like uh, a waste of life mm-hmm. you know e- everything could be a waste all the books that I read could be a waste if mm-hmm. if you don't truly have an intention of absorbing and analyzing and thinking what could I take from this creative picture from mm-hmm. this from this motion picture from this movie like. Like I watch, I watch something like Scarface and think to myself, you know, how can I implement this legally in my business? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How can I cut yep. down the insurance and flip it? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think there's, there's many things that go into it, but when you boil it down, it, it, it does all correspond to, um, just that pursuit of yeah. internal excellence. Yeah. You, you and I, we have very similar thoughts on a lot of things. So everything yes. you just said, like everything I believe especially with the habit thing, like the habit, man, habits is everything for me as far as like um, how I get things done. Even like now, so I took my last final yesterday, so my schedule is a little different. So like I find the more busy I get, the better I get with my habits and the more like structured I am with my day, Yes, which is weird. Um, And I do better in school too. But like now, like today I have the whole day um, off of school. So like I'm doing a lot of business, I'm doing this. I'm also going to take like a couple hours off to like take a break to refresh my mind. Yes. But like I just I've really lived my life by habits. Good sleep is so good for Mm -hmm. your health. Mm -hmm. I try to I got this aura ring and it measures my heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been trying to put so much emphasis on trying to get better sleep. I feel like these last five years I've probably averaged three to four hours of sleep a night. Man. And uh you know, I know that isn't the best. I can mm-hmm. see where I have had some muscle plateau and just some uh-huh. physical fitness plateau from just, it just hampers you. But it hampers you. That got time. you to where you are now. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I would absolutely yeah. do I would do it over again because I, I think, you know, for, you know, I'm in the situation now where it's like you can give up 
If I'm going to give up something, I'm going to give up in the physical realm mm-hmm. and, and put more time, energy into the mental realm to mm-hmm. generate more return on investment, generate mm-hmm. more profitability because mm-hmm. I'll buy the body back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I've got a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same individual also draws up a, a workout plan mm-hmm. for me and, and I'm able to, you know, work with other individuals that, that, you know, there's, there's different, different things that like I've, I've did stem cell. I've done mm-hmm. things that, that are, that are expensive and, and the, what I'm able to do now and in investing back into my health and my body, like yeah. everything I eat is fresh and cooked. Like, mm-hmm. 85, 90% of my diet is like fresh picked out and like pretty much freshly cooked every, every two, three days. And I love that. Eventually I'll be away from all plasticity. Eventually mm-hmm. I'll be away from like all plastics and microwaves and I love it'll, that. it'll just be, I love that fresh, fresh. I'm curious. Cause I know you're super busy. You have a huge team to manage. Um, do you cook your own food? Like how do you No, No, So that's all. I pay for all of that to okay. get done. The, the, yeah, any opportunity for me to invest back and to minimize the amount of time that <laughs> I need to exert into anything outside of my mental happiness or my mental profitability in regard to what I know I can bring the, the most return on through through my business mm-hmm. and my life, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to allocate that and take funds and allocate funds to that and do do what I can to... I love that. You know... So, yeah, that's I'm not there yet. Um, but in the next couple of years, that'd be one of the first things that I do. Yes. Like every time I'm cooking, I'm like, I cannot like I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, this yeah, is not no. worth my time. And it doesn't um, taste as good. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cook. That's hilarious. Doesn't so who so who cooks for you? So actually, Sarah does the cooking. Oh, really? I pay her extra. Just, wow. Yeah. So she, she like does no it prepper all. and everything. Yeah. She does it all. Dang. That's awesome. And that keeps you on your diet. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And then another question I have, like, how do you structure your day? Like, I know you wake up early too, but like, how do you structure your day as far as like, um, managing your team? You have like meetings, you do yeah. this, you do that. Yeah, absolutely. So all of my development, all of my like me time is the same as you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now my alarm goes off at four thirty, mm-hmm. and I same. just started back into jujitsu. So with the jujitsu being at night, I'm trying to sleep till five thirty. Mm-hmm. So I'll get up, read a proverb and try to get another half hour, an hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. Then I get up and I go to the gym and but it fluctuates from sometimes i'll read five to six gym six to seven read seven to eight meeting start that's that's my most consistent schedule mm-hmm. for the last five years that's what i lean towards okay but with the emphasis i'm trying to put on sleep if i don't get to bed if i have jujitsu and like i gotta get my heart rate down i gotta chill down and everything like that if i don't fall asleep till 11 or 12 i'll try to get because i'll notice drops in my workouts and my feeling and everything mm-hmm. if uh if i'm not allowing myself to sleep like six i feel like six i can i can be a nutball all day you know what i mean mm-hmm. but, and then eight i'm like i'm probably like putin like i could take over the world yeah you know what i mean like, yeah well, stay stay out of my way if i'm on eight hours of sleep yeah but uh yeah i think that that would be that would be pretty much the, the structure and then eight, eight to three or four i'm pretty much in consistent meetings development i mean mm-hmm. i typically hit two workouts a day at least three four days a week mm-hmm. i hit two hours so i'll go get another workout in in between 11 and one mm-hmm. meals are all scheduled out that was an alarm for a meal so next meal's up and ready and i got a dinner tonight but that's pretty much it four four to nine i like to call it you know my fireman time that's when i mm-hmm. put out fires people have access to me i'm 24 7 at the office i mm-hmm. stay at the office five six nights a week so uh-huh. 
I'm literally 24-7 here. Makes life very easy, That's convenient. Awesome. And, uh, you know, if you're always here, it's almost like having – it's like when, when you think of competing against an individual, there's no way you can beat somebody that never leaves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I so it's it. like and, – and what people don't realize is is – just for me, just simply being here, even if it seems like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how someone would seem it would be easy, but like being at the, like I living at the office, mm-hmm. you have to realize even if I worked half as hard as my competitors, mm-hmm. I live at the office. So I'm getting four times the amount of time in the office than, than yeah. they are. There's four times the amount of accessibility. There's four times the amount of convenience mm-hmm. and, and, What's going to happen is over four to five years, I'm going to, that's going to multiply and compound to where now it's going to be 200 laps ahead. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you, you, the only way would be as if, if you then went on a stint of living at the office for twice the amount of time that I initially did to, to somewhat compete and compare and Mm -hmm. get back to the same level. So I think a big piece is competitive nature for me as well. I love that. Super competitive too. Yeah. Cause if, if there's an opportunity to, you know, really to really demoralize the, the competition that that's mm-hmm. usually the opportunity I'm going to take advantage of. That makes sense. So what's, is that the, is that the goal? Like five years and then you will like kind of, Oh no. Less? Or like what's, what's your, what's your like, yeah, no, I think for me, I'm, if I like my, my Chicago operation just started a little Dallas operation, but mm-hmm. for Chicago, I'm, I'm cool to rock out the office for, 10, 15, 20 years. And do like you're doing now. Just do like I'm doing now. 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I, I have a, I have a big vision of, you know, helping a million individuals become millionaires. So mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with, without me doing, doing that, doing a 20 I love year it. stint. I love it. You know, so it is what it is. Some people probably think it's nuts, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I find myself, you know, most fulfilled and happiest when I'm, when I'm just here saturated in my, in my work. Your thing. Yeah. I love that. Yes, sir. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, shout out. Where can people find you? Your businesses? Um, they can just find me on Instagram at Odell Miller twenty five. O D E L L M I L L E R. Dope. And yeah, and reach out if you need anything. If they're interested in in partaking in off the bench, is mm-hmm. it is there a sign up link? Uh, so you can message me right on Instagram, and I'll um first see if I can help you because I don't take on everybody. Okay. And then then we'll get to work. Get on a phone call. See if I can help them. Dope. Anything else you want to shout out, bring attention to? That is all, man. I appreciate you, man. Connection. Appreciate you, bro. This I love was it. fun. I love it. This was good. We're going to have to do this again. Yep. Another one in the books, bro. We got Odell Miller. Go ahead. Give him a follow. Peace out, y'all. Peace.